Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and ESPN News. Blah, blah, blah. Let's talk some sports. We got the mics working this morning. That's a good start. That's, oh, yeah. Blah, I heard that they were blah, off Max. yesterday. It's Key, you hear Morning, Max Kellerman. How are you doing? Good morning. You know, let me tell you something, Key. Whenever I listen to a podcast mm-hmm. or anything like that, I got to sit through five minutes of everyone trying to be clever and say hello and everything. Unless anything interesting happened to anyone in the last 24 hours since we signed off? If no. not, let's talk some sports for crying out loud. Why'd you call yeah, my full government name, happened. Key? What'd you get? What, what happened, Key? You woke up to do the show a second four hours. That's good. <laughs> I didn't think you would make it. This is new territory for you early in the morning, buddy. As you know, I feel morally superior now that I'm getting up so early. I look around at the rest of the world, Key, and think, you lazy people, get out of bed. Uh, Key, do you, you know they're up in Europe already, though, overseas. Well, they yes, just- they oh, are yeah. up in Europe already. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Mind-blowing content, Key. <laughs> so, so they can't possibly be lazy. Because they beat us, you know? I, 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 yes. I, I understand what you're saying, Key. I think it misses uh, the point. <laughs> but we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Is everyone aware of that, you. that all guests join us uh, via the Goodyear hotline? Okay. Um, guys, we start the day with the Chiefs and the Browns. It's coming up this weekend. Um, start the day is brought to you by Indeed. Smart hiring made simple. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Uh, I want you to listen to what Mike Tannenbaum – well, no, before, before we even get to that, let's get into the Browns and the Chiefs. This matchup was my pick for the game that's going to teach us the most about – you know, the game one that's going to teach us the most that I'm most looking forward to is Browns-Chiefs. Key, Jay, you guys had different picks, but would you agree, Key, that this is the marquee matchup of the football season week one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because you got two teams, right? You got a team that had to retool his offensive line to figure out how to get back to the Super Bowl. And they realized that the offensive line was a reason that they did not win the Super Bowl. And then you got a team that wanted to strengthen their defense in the Cleveland Browns. They get back OBJ on the offensive side. Nothing changes much over there. But defensively, they kind of had, I don't want to call it a, a makeover, but they added some pieces like John Johnson and, and, and Troy Hill from the Rams. Then they go out and they draft a corner. Then they, I think they're going to get Delpont back, the safety that they drafted from LSU a year ago that got injured in training camp. And then they get Jadavion Clowney. So they went out and added some pieces because they felt defensively they were not quite where the offense was at. You see, for me – this is the year for the Browns. This is the year. And here are the reasons why. Number one, they have the best offensive line in football. Ranks number one in pass blocks, number one in run blocks. Which almost never happens. Almost never way. happens, Max. Number two, we have names like Jarvis Landry, OBJ, emerging player in Rashad Higgins. Okay, I love that wide receiving core. And you probably have the best duo runners in the game, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. But also for Baker Mayfield. Make or break year for him, but here's why he's going to succeed. First three seasons, man, he's thrown for over 3,500 yards. 3, it's not unrealistic to sit here and say that passing yards, he couldn't reach 4,000. If you were to have 30 touchdowns around that range, keep his turnovers to single digits and a high passer rating, I mean, Baker Mayfield, if he plays off what he did last year, I do believe with the talent on the field, I'm not saying the continuity is right there right out of the gate, but Kevin Stefanski with the way they play – 
This team was in the ball game with Casey Lassiter last year. Now I know that lost by one score. I know Patrick Mahomes is hurt, but if there's anything that gives you confidence in the offseason that you belong on that damn field, it was last year's performance and the way Baker Mayfield ended the season last year. Look, I asked Marquis, and obviously the Bucks and the Cowboys, you know, Super Bowl champs and the Cowboys. That's a marquee matchup, but but Zach Martin going down and and you know Dominic and Sue coming back and the champs are at home and I think most people are expecting the Bucks to win. This game is not only marquee but revealing. Key, I'm thinking about Baker Mayfield and he was the number one overall pick and had four head coaches in a little over two years, like two years and a game. But he got Stefanski, and he looks really good. Key, I don't think anyone would call Baker Mayfield elite because when you start to look at the package, what does he do? Great. I was thinking about this. What does Baker do great? The one thing maybe you could argue he does great is make decisions quickly under pressure for a young quarterback. He does that pretty damn well. Is there is do you think where do you think Baker fits in to the quarterback hierarchy? Can he take another step? Is this the guy that we have now and basically he's plateaued? What does he what, what is it that he needs to really do, Max, right? You you look at what they're asking him to do and he's doing everything that they're asking him to do. In 3 years all he's done is continue to get better. Even even though despite having as you mentioned well, I wouldn't call them four head coaches. I'll call one head coach and three dudes that wore the uniform. So <laughs> three dudes who can't get a job right now in the NFL, basically. That, I mean, well, that's pretty yeah. bad. Well, they got yeah, not head coaching jobs. No. But when you when you talk about Baker Mayfield, there's only about five elite quarterbacks in the National Football League. Then there's other guys that do their job for their teams, and he's one of the guys that do the job for the team. Doesn't make him a bad quarterback. Doesn't make him a great quarterback. Just makes him efficient. And and you win championships with efficiency. You don't win championships with the greatest quarterbacks of all times every single year. It doesn't happen that way. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco hit in the playoffs. Joe Flacco was not great in the regular season. But he hit in the playoffs and he won the Super Bowl on the backs of the defense. But he was the guy driving the bus. And when he drove the bus, he drove it right into a hundred-plus million-dollar contract at that point in time. So when you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield, yes, he may not have the ideal look as a superstar quarterback because he's kind of short and stocky and in those sort of things. He doesn't have the biggest of arm, but he is efficient. And I'll take efficiency over somebody who's sexy all day long. All right, uh, listen to what Mike Tannenbaum. ESPN front office insider had to say on Get Up, Jay. I want you to listen and react to this. Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, is a really good player. He's not a great player. And there's probably an 8 or $10 million difference between what a good quarterback gets paid, like a Kirk Cousins, let's say, and then the recent elite deals like the Dak Prescotts uh, recently got. And Cleveland's done an incredible job. They have a really good roster. And the more money that goes to Baker Mayfield, the less they have to keep some of their key players. Like they just extended Nick Chubb. Denzel Ward will need an extension in the near future. So if I'm Cleveland, I try to pay Baker Mayfield appropriately. But I don't go too far because I don't want to lose some of these other key players that they've done a great job of assembling. I'm with Tannenbaum to a degree. Um, I, I, I recognize that Andrew Barry, the GM, youngest GM in the game of football, but seems very patient and very mature with the way he handles a lot of his off-season, off-season decisions and Kevin Stefanski that you don't want to overly pay 
for Baker Mayfield. So I think you do pay appropriately. But this whole thing that Baker Mayfield can't be a great quarterback, I think is BS. I think he does have a chance to be a great quarterback because being a great quarterback also means you have a great fit with the talent you have around you, Max. Now, I'm not saying he deserves Josh Allen money. You're not going to give him a six-year, $268 million extension. But, I mean, QBs of his range, you have to think, have to be in that $30, $35 million range per year for a guy like Baker Mayfield. Key, key, in a hard cap league, you got to price commodities appropriately. Like, if you misprice them, if you overpay Peter, you got to rob Paul because there's a hard cap. Um, And you you hear Tannenbaum say that he's kind of closer to Cousins, right, than Dak. That's what I infer from it. You think Baker is closer in value to a guy like Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott, Key? Well, well, first of all, Mike is a general manager, so he's speaking as a general manager capologist as if he's still in the league. His mind hasn't shifted (laughs) away from that. So when you talk about a salary cap-driven league, I can pay who I want to pay, okay? And I know you say – Rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, that may be the case. At some point, it may catch up to you. It's all about the creative structuring on your salary cap space to be able to fit guys in that you believe you want to pay. You pay Baker now, top dollar? Baker Mayfield's going to get top dollar. It's not a matter of what I pay him. He's going to fall in line, much like I've said from day one on all quarterbacks every single year from my days back at 710 in L.A. When they, Do you pay Carson Wentz well, and Jared Goff? Yes, Hold on, that happens. Ta- are we talking top dollar? Is that Patrick Mahomes? Is that Josh well, Allen? Is that they're Aaron Rodgers' top dollar? They're going to they're gonna all fall within pennies of each other, though, uh, Jay. Right. Let's, he, say, he, let's, he, take, he, let's leave Mahomes out of it. Mahomes smashed everybody, right? Let's Obviously. leave Mahomes out of it. But, like, the DAC <laughs> deal, you know, $100 million plus, the guarantee in the right range, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all of it is going to be within reach of each other, whether it's uh, on the plus side or on the minus side. It's the reality of what your quarterback is. And your quarterback is the leader of your team and your captain and the guy that is driving the bus. You're going to pay him. That's just be the reality a part, of it. Be a part of KJ, uh, KJM there Nation on the Dr. Pepper hey, Twitter there feed. You go. Call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Up next, Jay is going to explain why he loves something that the Patriots starting quarterback said yesterday. That's after he tells you about Granger. For all the ones who get it done, like Baker Mayfield, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Listen to this. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is it the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. This is Freddie Coleman, and you know I'm ready. This is Greedy. Northwestern is ready. Ian Fitzsimmons here. I'm ready. And so are Oklahoma and Texas. Sort of. The SEC. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and continues all day on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let's go to Ken in the truck. Yeah, wicked excited to see how Mac performs with an NFL starting quarterback. Ron in Medford. Matt Jones has been very underrated coming at college. He's right up Josh McDaniels' alley. It's almost going to be like when Brady was corrupted. All right, y'all. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. By the way, the Dr. Pepper call-in line or the mm. Twitter feed, at Key, J, and Max, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. It's time for some Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Listen to Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Keyshawn Johnson, who beat out Cam Newton for the starting job. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Key, I, actually, I, Key and I were the two people I heard I on the network constantly t- saying we'd take Cam. So we were in the same boat when Mac got announced. I you love, love what? that you're doing sports talk radio right now, uh, Max, with the beat out. I, I love it. Well, I, I, I mean, just, just well, you knew how that narrative was going to continue, Key. You knew, you know, like a couple months, oh, yeah, he beat him out. I mean, COVID was that, never a part fine. of it. There were never that's, any. Actually, actually I luck. thought I after, don't care. after game two of the preseason, I thought Cam pretty clearly had the lead, it seemed to me. But game three won so good for Cam, and, and, and Mac was getting raves out of camp. But whatever, he has the job is the point. He played a one series in game all three. Right. We're, we're past it. We're all past it, Keith. We're all past he it. He has the Key's job. It is job. what it is. Look, listen, but listen to what he had to say when he was asked if he was surprised, in spite of what Keyshawn Johnson's been saying, if he was surprised <laughs> to be named the starter, Mac Jones. Not really. I mean, like I always say, I prepare to be the starter, and every day you come in, and I'm not, I got a chance to get a lot of reps, so nothing really changes. Just trying to be a good teammate, trying to learn the plays every day, and fix what I messed up on, and listen to Josh and all the guys in the quarterback room, and just take the advice. Um, like I always have since I've been here, and like I said, not, nothing really changes, so it's exciting. That's on Merloni and Farion, W-E-E-I. All right. Key, what did you think of Mac Jones's answer when asked if, in spite of what you said, he was surprised he was named the starter? No, Jay, you answer that, man. You go ahead and answer that. You, I mean, you, you, you tell me what you think. This is like, uh, Key, this is like Russell Crowe and Gladiator spitting, saying, are you not entertained? 
Is this not why you were here? There, there's remnants of this to me that have a little of that Tom Brady edge, right? And I know it's easy to do the Tom Brady comparisons because both guys are donning Patriot uniforms and, you know, the young stages of their career. But when he says not really to me and then he goes into coaches speak, I think the not really is the edge that you want from your quarterback, right? Now, is he going to sit there and say, yeah, I've always planned to beat out Cam Newton? No. But at the same time, he's confident. And if we know anything as being rookies coming into the league, Key, you have to have some kind of swag about you. You have to have some kind of error about you to make veterans believe in your skill set. Now, I know this from being a point guard. It was a challenge for me initially to win people over, to tell other grown men what they needed to do and where they needed to be, to get them to buy into how I wanted to lead. So for Mac Jones, I think saying not really goes to show you the edge is there, but then the coach's talk goes to say, hey, I also have a lot to learn here, and I'm not saying I know it all, but I do know what I bring to the table each and every damn day, and I think that edge is important for him to be successful. You're an edge, so Key. here I go. What, what else is he supposed to say? I mean, he right? could have said nothing, Key. He could have I mean, given you coaches talk the whole time, like, you know, yeah, I just came here, work. But confidence-wise, what he's supposed to say? He's supposed to say, oh, I expect it to start the entire time because I know what I'm doing and I know what I bring to the table. He's supposed to carry that type of confidence, and there's no question about it. So when he said that, I didn't. I was like, oh, okay. I, I understand. He was picked 15th in the first round. Typically, when you pick 15th in the first round, you're probably going to start. That's probably going to be the case, and especially if you're putting in the work. And clearly, they felt enough confidence in him that he was putting in the work that they named him the starter. You don't see that all the time where guys come in and not ready to go. Coming from Alabama and playing for Nick Saban certainly helps him be ready because this team is poised to make a strong run in the AFC. Yes, Cam Newton, in my opinion, probably would have been best served to be the starting quarterback. But I'm not there every single day. Bill Belichick is there and Josh McDaniels is there every day. They're in the classroom. They understand what Mac Jones is doing on the board. Is he transferring the information to the field and disputing, uh, dis distributing that to the players in the huddle? He probably was. That's why they made a decision that no matter whether it was COVID or whatever the case factored into the decision to let Cam go, that decision was made. They felt comfortable enough to go into week one against the Miami Dolphins in a tough defense with a rookie quarterback and said, okay, he gives us the best chance to win. That's, that's what it was. Uh, see, I think it was a big deal. I mean, his comment, like, I'm, his comment is whatever. I agree with Key here, Jay, only because it, what he's really saying is you always prepare like you're going to – like, why wouldn't you Absolutely. prepare? Every player should prepare Absolutely. like they're going to play. So that – and I get you it's confident. He's saying all the right things, but he's also – it's from the, you know, playbook of what you're supposed to say. I agree with that. But it's interesting to me because, Key, I do, I do think he beat Cam out. And I was with you. If I was Belichick, I'd start – the veteran quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl. I do the same thing in San Francisco, right? Start the veteran. Start Garoppolo. He's been to a Super Bowl. And then but you see, bring the young guy along. But hold on. He, my point about Mac Jones beating him out is I hear what you're saying. He's picked 15th in the first round. When has Belichick ever used a first-round pick on a quarterback, right? That tells you a lot. But key, Bill Belichick with a Super Bowl-ready roster, you would think, is going to select a rookie to try to take you there? Isn't that wouldn't that have to mean he beat out the veteran since no rookie has ever taken a squad to the Super Bowl? Not even ever gotten there. I got to think he legit beat him out. 
you gotta you gotta take everything and, and look at it right. You gotta what's the context of him beating him out? Did he just mm-hmm. flat out roll him up? No, he didn't. And I'm not gonna sell it that way. I'm not gonna sit on national television and just say, "Oh, he beat him out." That's it. Was not a beat out. It was a decision made by the staff and the head coach to go with the best guy that they felt gives them the best chance to win at that particular moment in time. But now, that's a beat out. I, but here's what I would say. Well. There's a lot of factors in that, though, Max. It ain't just he beat him out. There's some other stuff there now. There's some other stuff there. Now, what I would say is, as they made this decision, as Belichick put on his thinking cap, they looked at young Tom Brady, and they said, we got a defense. We can run the ball. We got two tight ends. I understand what we're going to do. We can methodically, as I talked about earlier, about winning a championship for the Cleveland Browns. They are taking that model where you're not going to screw things up for us. We're going to play defense, run the football, and we're going to allow you to make a handful of throws. We want you to be 15 to 17, a buck 89 and a touchdown, and we're going to win. That's what the model is going to be. That was straight talk, wireless, a lot of words, meaning he beat him out. No contract, no compromise. <laughs> All right, coming up, five key matchups, very clever, Keyshawn Johnson, key matchups. In week one of the NFL, that's after uh, I tell you about my computer career. Did you know the arrow in Amazon's logo represents A to Z? Bet you didn't know that. Maybe the My Computer Career logo should represent unemployed to employed. Ryan, for example, was out of work when he started classes in March. In September, September, he started his IT career working for Amazon making more money than he ever thought possible. Here's a prime opportunity. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Hey, it's Greeny, and Wednesday will be one day away from the start of the NFL season. Got to get you ready for any late fantasy drafts, for any gambling decisions you need to make, and, of course, for the Cowboys and Buccaneers kicking it off. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. I'm the smartest guy in the box, so I like that too. Keys Real Rankings. All right. It's time for Keys Real Rankings, brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Let's go, Key. Yeah, Number five. Go. At number five, we're talking about Andy Dalton traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams in that star-studded defense. Mind you, there's only two stars on that defense. So I think a lot of people are underestimating or overestimating the Rams' defense. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are the two stars on the defense. When you look at the solid unit that they had a year ago, the departure of Staley, the defensive coordinator, leaves and goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. You talk about Joe Barry, who's now the defensive coordinator that was a linebacker coach, goes to Green Bay. They lose guys in free agency. Although, when you look at this defense, they still got a guy in Aaron Donald who can cause havoc and make changes on the defensive side of the ball. Can Andy Dalton do enough to get the Chicago Bears over the hump against the Rams, or will we see Justin Fields early and often? Number four. This is the top five matchups as a whole. As I look at number four now, I take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line against the kind of banged up Dallas Cowboys. Who has the edge is simple and easy as far as we're concerned. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you talk about guys like Vita Veda, you talk about Damakon Sue, you look at JPP, and then when you bring guys out of the second wave of defense, a Devin White at linebacker, a Devontae Davis, those guys will be blitzing early and often to try to get at uh, the quarterback in Dak Prescott because of the offensive line. There will be no Zach Martin in this position. We all agree, I think, in this matchup that the Bucks clearly have the advantage. Number three. Number three, the New England Patriots. We just talked about Mac Jones. Mac Jones against Coach Flores for the first time, a Miami Dolphins tough defense. Will they get after the rookie? Will they cause his debut to be uh, mixed signals? I don't know. I think Bill Belichick probably has a plan in store to protect his young quarterback. That is key to beating up on this defense. But if you think about it, the Miami Dolphins have always given the New England Patriots problems on the defensive side of the ball. Number two. Number two, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. They go out west to play the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. That place will be crazy, Jay Will. But can Lamar Jackson take advantage of this awful defense that's been retooled. Mm. They bring in Dan Quinn to see if he can get things, or better yet, Gus Bradley. They bring in Gus Bradley to see if he can get things done on the defensive side of the ball because they have not paid off the dividends on that side of the ball with the draft picks. They've missed on a number of guys. Can the Raiders somehow make Lamar Jackson look less than an MVP? Number one. In number one, the Cleveland Browns secondary against the Kansas City Chiefs receivers. Or you could go to Kansas City Chiefs secondary against the Cleveland Browns wide receivers. Whatever matchup you choose in this situation as the number one ranking, it is going to be must-see TV. There is no question about it. They're going to be flying all over the place on the defensive side of the ball. They retooled things in the secondary, bringing over John Johnson and Troy Hill from the Rams. They also drafted a kid named Delpont 
out of LSU a year ago. He should be back in the lineup. You got a young guy in Greedy Williams that's coming off injury back in the lineup. So when you think about the secondary and the pressures that they bring, it can be incredible for that young quarterback on the other side. And that was Key's top five matchups during week one. Key, I want to let Key in on, so to speak, on the Browns secondary versus the Chiefs wide receiver tight end group or, or vice versa. Because to me, there's a, I, I love that matchup. To me, that's the one I'm looking forward to. But I'm also thinking about that Kansas City O-line that they revamped in one offseason. Mm. They brought in, remember, the, you know, both tackles missing, three offensive linemen, and, and they were getting destroyed in the Super Bowl. They went got Orlando Brown Jr. On the, le- on the blind side. Joe Tooney at guard. Can't do better than that. They brought in Blythe from the Rams and then drafted Chris Humphrey. Fell to them. So, like, Blythe doesn't even start. Like, all of a sudden, you look at that line, and then on the other side, Miles Garrett. Listen to what Miles Garrett said. During a wide-ranging interview with the Akron Beacon Journal, quote, well, hell, I got to prove I'm LeBron first before anything. I got to prove I'm the playmaker at all levels. He's in the top three in any debate you have. Miles Garrett saying he's got to be the LeBron James of defenders. I'm also looking at that Cleveland defense against that revamped Kansas City O-line, Jay. Can can I defend? Because I know when people hear – you know how it works. Whenever you hear LeBron James in the same sentence with another athlete, people say, what the hell are you doing? Why would you ever compare yourself to LeBron James? So the way Miles Garrett looks at this whole thing is LeBron James was that guy when he came back to Cleveland, he needed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love to help him go the next level, to bring the first championship to the Cleveland Cavs organization. I think what Miles Garrett is talking about here is the addition of Jadevian Clowney, and you think about guys like Malik, right? Um, well, I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Malik, um, help me out, Key. You talk about Malik Jackson, right? Jackson. Malik oh, Jackson to, on a defensive end, right? And I, I think when you think about a guy like Miles Garrett, to be healthy has been a question. I mean, be healthy. He had a suspension. Never played 16 games throughout his NFL, NFL career. And then last year he had COVID. But when you think about the top-tier players as far as defensive player of the year, his name has to be in that conversation. Obviously, you're going to have T.J. Watt in that conversation. Obviously, Keith just talked about Aaron Donald. But Miles Garrett is in that conversation. If he can have the best ability, it's availability. If he can stay durable, he will be in that he conversation. He is Miles Garrett. Like, you know, like I think about J.J. Watt once upon a time. He was different than everybody else. I think about Aaron Donald today, just a different dude. When I'm looking at Miles Garrett. He's excellent. But is he next that way? Is he a different dude, Key? Look, he's a red dot guy, okay? No, no question about it. What I mean by a red dot guy, when you're sitting in the film room and you have the laser printer and the coaches are telling you, we've got to block this guy, he's going to cause us a headache. That's true. But he hasn't taken that next leap, like that, that Von Miller, that J.J. Watt, uh, DeMarcus Ware. He hasn't taken that, that leap where you're like, oh, my God. This dude's about to have 25 Michael Strahan sacks on him. It just hasn't gotten to that point. Now, he's still young, and, 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 and he's, too, had several defensive coordinators teaching him. So I think in time he will take that next step. He's certainly a guy that would com- com- completely cause havoc on the defensive side of the ball. You've got to pay attention to who he is. I think this year is a telltale on whether he can get to that Aaron Donald level where all of a sudden, no matter where he lines up at and what he does, he's going to make a major impact 
on sniffing out the football. CJ, when, when I hear Von Miller, I get it, because Von Miller is also like a clutch player, right? Mm-hmm. When I hear Demarcus Ware, I'm not even. Th- I'm thinking beyond Ware. I'm thinking like J.J. Watt to me. How you gonna obvious, think beyond Ware, uh, because, man? Because J.J. Watt and and Aaron Donald. Yeah, but when I think of the best front seven I could ever make, you have to consider those two on the front set ever, like all yeah, time. But Demarcus Ware walking into the yellow jacket though. I just I, 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 no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just, I, that, Key. That's what I'm saying. There's even a different level. Like I don't doubt Miles Garrett could get to that level that you're talking about. Now I'm talking about. Are you in the conversation ever, all time? The dude I see right now like that is actually Chase Young, where I think with everyone out there playing defense, who do I see as being a dude where we'll tell our grandkids, yo, you had to see this but let me let me bring you inside a little bit, though, Max. When you start talking about J.J. Watt, yes, he's defensive player of the year and all those sort of things, but a lot of other stuff comes with the hype. And when you push up the hype, you, you get a little bit more. When you talk about a guy like Chase Young, Chase Young came from Ohio State. We saw what Chase Young was able to do at Ohio State. He was ridiculous. Right. So when he walks in, you sit there in that, that sizzle. It's almost like Zion in basketball at Duke. He came in with such high praise that it was like, okay, we're waiting to see. Miles Garrett didn't come in like that. Miles Garrett came in as the number one guy, but he didn't have all of the fluff and yeast around him. So nothing would push yeast. him up. <laughs> that means <laughs> that was, like things yeah. that boost things up. <laughs> but it, it didn't. Saying Miles Garrett came in like matzah, <laughs> you and said this it. guy came in with yeast. He's <laughs> <laughs> giving him man. yeast. But, but when you talk about it, though, he is on a trajectory, I believe, to do greatness. But his name isn't going to be popping like that. Miles, you're yet. saying? Well, no, his name is just not going to well, pop he, like that. Don't you see this year as an opportunity for his name to pop like that? Yes, considering absolutely. That all and it the can t- start, and it can start yes. on Sunday, Jay. Yes, it can. Yeah, it, yes, it can. That's what this game has. Look, I'm Huge. even thinking about the Browns. By the way, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are minus six at home. I mean, I don't even know what that means. That's, they're it's favored by less than a touchdown. Less than a touchdown, Key. Like, it's you know, right there. But they're not – But I mean, that, they are fair I – mean, meaning they'd be favorites yeah. on a neutral cool. field. Yes. Right? Uh, they'd be favorites – it'd be even money uh, – no, 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 they'd be favorites anywhere. But the point is this. The Browns' offense, you mentioned it earlier. How often do we hear that's the number one pass-blocking offense and run-blocking offense? You almost never hear that. They were number one both last year. And independent of that, Key – they got two dudes who can run the ball like, and who complement each other in the back, like the best in the game, really, overall, when you look at the tandem. Yeah. And now you have Odell coming back. Like, as much as you, as you can talk about how's the Browns defense going to match up with the Chiefs' new offensive line, that Browns offense, if Baker, we talked about paying Baker like an elite mm-hmm. quarterback, if Baker takes a step here, if Odell and him get on the same page coming back, this is going to be an impossible offense. Well, the offense is certainly gonna certainly gonna have its share of excitement. There's no question about it. With Landry, OBJ, Hunt, Chubb, Baker Mayfield, a tight end. I mean, uh, uh, Rashad Higgins, young receiver. They're gonna they're gonna do some things, but that offense is not gonna all of a sudden drop back 50 times a game and let him sling it all over the yeah, lot. Why that's would you when what, you can run like that? But that's just not what Kevin Stefanski's system. Mm-hmm does. I mean, when you look at it, he came from a, a tree of like the Gary Kubiaks of the world was there mentoring him in Minnesota, teaching him how to call it a fishing game. Along the way, he got really, really good at doing that. Kirk Cousins had some of his 
best statistical years under Kevin Stefanski. So it's a different situation when you look at this offense. But what I would say on the offensive side, the challenging secondary of Kansas City is going to be interesting because they went out and got a f- former first-round pick in Mike Hughes from in a trade from the Minnesota Vikings. He went through some injuries over the last couple of years. If he's healthy, if he's healthy That's a problem. Uh, all 17 games, he'll be one of the top five corners in the National Football League. Mark it down. KJM is presented by Progressive Insurance Super Bowl champion and former Packers linebacker A.J. Hawk joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. A.J., where are you? What's going on, Max? Yeah. Hey, good What's to up, uh, AJ. I'm sure the boys the boys are, are happy to have you, Max. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what you guys do. I already love the show. Yes, yes, I'm just tremendous. Hey, we, uh, we just have to start <laughs> smoking cigars in the show, AJ, like you, and then we'll be all good. AJ, you heard us. Uh, you guys are a little, a little early for that. <laughs> you, you heard it's us. Right. You heard go. us getting into Miles Garrett. Where does he stand among the best defensive players in the game, in your opinion? Man, I mean, I, I have to to put him. In like the, the handful of guys that when I think about like the best defensive players in, in Miles Garrett, and the crazy thing I think is we're just we're just scratching the surface of what Miles Garrett can do and what he can be. I mean, the guy obviously is a an absolute physical freak, but he seems to to be like a you know kind of an outside the box unique thinker too that I think is always working on pass rush moves and how he can get better. So I think he it's a very uh, valid conversation to, to put him up there and say, like, can he be the best defensive player in the league? Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I think that's a real possibility. AJ, you said outside the box, but you were talking about Miles Garrett. I'm going to say outside the box in deep thinker and your former teammate in Aaron Rodgers is back in camp, ready to go week one against the New Orleans Saints. What are the expectations, not only for him, but also the Packers? I mean, I think the expectations are sky high. I, I know they had all the the offseason stuff that's going on, like, will Aaron be there, will he not, whatever's happening. And then all of a sudden he gets into camp right as it starts, and it looks like everything's going great. I mean, every day you you would uh, open up social media, you see Aaron dropping balls in the, in the basket 60 yards away, throwing these moon balls that look beautiful. It's very tough to do. And then you see, like, where his headspace seems to be. He seems to be in a real good place and getting along with Matt LaFleur really, really well. And it seems like his relationship with the front office is growing, too. And they have a ton of talent around him. So, I, I mean, it's, I think expectations are, are sky high. And I think for Aaron, he has huge expectations on himself. But uh, I think when he said, yeah, like, it's, it's Super Bowl or disappointment, I think that's kind of how it's been in Green Bay, especially these last couple of years, getting the NFC Championship and and getting knocked out so abruptly and not how they wanted to end the season, I think they're looking to, to get off to a fast start. Let's let's stay in the NFC North for a second, AJ, and let's go to Chicago Bears. Obviously, they have a big game against Aaron Donald and the Rams to start off the season. Are you, are you a believer that Andy Dalton should be the guy to start the season, or are you a person that believes that Justin Fields should be hand, handed the reins from the beginning? I mean, that's – that's a tough one. I don't know. Like Nagy's in a, a tough spot, obviously, too, with what he's coaching for and what he needs to show some some improvement and some hope there for Chicago, I feel like, for his job security. I mean, I guess I'd have to be there every day in camp and see him, but we've what we have seen from Justin Fields, the man, the, the guy has just been been unbelievable so far in what he can do and far, as far as leadership and what he's doing on the field. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem at all with them starting Andy week one, especially when it's a tough team like the Rams and We'll see how their defense really tries to get after that Chicago offensive line. Uh, I, I like what they're doing. I think, yeah, give Andy a, a shot. And if he continues to play well and 
they're winning games, yeah, then you can kind of let Justin Fields try to develop and maybe throw him in, though, have some packages. I know Sean McVay's already said that, that they're going to have to prepare that uh, Justin Fields may have some time when he is in the game and have a few packages for him, whether it's red zone, whatever you do. I like that. And then maybe try to slowly work him in, and hopefully Andy is, is still playing well. And if something comes up and, and they're not winning games, then they can put Justin Fields in and, and see how he does. A.J. Hawk, former Packers linebacker, Ohio State Buckeye, great, joined us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and my man Max. Uh, A.J., the Packers made the NFC title game over the last couple years. What do they need to do, though, to get to the dance, to get to L.A. to the Super Bowl? Championship game, yes, but what do they need to do to get over the hump? Well, I mean, I think Keyshawn, you know as well as anybody, like, I may sound like a super cliche old corny coach, but they need to find a way to stop the run when it matters. And they need to find a way to protect the quarterback when it matters. I think we saw that last year, last couple of years, like you got to find a way to stop the run when you, when a team, when you know a team is going to to run the ball and, and they just haven't been able to do that when it really matters the most. And you don't have to sit there and rush for 150 yards a game and make sure you hold everybody to under 50 yards rushing. Like you don't have to do that. And I think you just have to find a way, like, when it matters the most, can your team stand up? Can they find a way to, to stop that team? Like, when you, they, you know, like, all right, hey, I've been there. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough spot when you know this team is going to try to, say, run the ball out, run the clock out on you, and you just can't stop them. For whatever reason, every play seems like there's one guy out of position or one guy missing a tackle. Like, you need to find a way to, to get that situated. And I know they, they have a new defensive coordinator there, and, and they have high hopes. For that defense, no question, but I, I think it comes down to that. I really do. AJ, that talking to AJ Hawk, uh, former Packers linebacker on the Goodyear Hotline, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Um, you know, it, how does a team win? Well, they got to find a way to score more points, right? Like than the other team at the end of the game. So I hear you on stopping the run when it matters. I think that's a great point. When it matters, you know, they can you get it done? But when you say find a way, what does that mean? And I know it's the players and the coaches, but to me it sounds like a coaching issue, right? Like you got to scheme it up better. Or is it is it more desire on the part of their players, more playing together? When you say find a way, what ways are there? Like what are you pointing to specifically? Max, that's a great, that's a great follow-up, honestly, because when I, when I was saying that to you, like I started to run through my head what you can do to try to stop the run of what you can do schematically and – Personnel-wise, I think it's a, it's a combination of everything. Of course, yeah, like the scheme matters, your personnel matters. Guys have to buy in and know, like, hey, this is what we do. Like, you can't have D linemen thinking, like, oh, that's that's not my gig. Like, I'm I'm a I'm a three technique or I'm a shade, and, and my job is to get after the quarterback and get sacks. I'm like, well, no, it's not. When they're trying to pound the ball on you, you don't. We don't need you swim moving in the a gap and exposing the rest of our defense. So I'm not saying they have guys doing that, but a lot of times when teams are able to run, it's usually just one guy out of position. So I think. Schematically, yeah, you, there's a lot that the defensive coordinator can do to put him in position, but then you kind of leave yourself out to dry on the back end. You hope you guys in the back end can hold up. And I think their secondary is very, is very, very good, and they can hold up. So I think it's a combination of everything, personnel and all that. I don't think it's an issue with their personnel. I think they have plenty of talent on def- defense and big guys up front that can, can kind of try to win the line of scrimmage. So I think the new scheme should, should give them some hope and give them some uh, – rejuvenate them a little bit but it's it's always these little things it's never like one glaring thing when a defense is is getting gashed it's just like one guy out of position or somebody once the team starts to run on you 
people start to get out of position and think, feel like, hey, I need to do more than my responsibility. I need to do, to do somebody else's job. And then everyone starts doing that. Everyone starts peaking every once in a while, and bam, next thing you know, you're, you're sent home and you're watching the rest of the playoffs on TV. Super Bowl champion and former Packers linebacker A.J. Hawk. A.J., thanks a million for coming on the show. We go have, Buckeyes, baby. We have Big game this weekend, A.J. Out. Let's go. So we got to get out of here. Thanks, A.J. Appreciate it. On the Goodyear hotline. Guys, wait till you hear who one Hall of Famer says is destined to win the Super Bowl this year. Sean J. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.